I'm gonna start our song right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! It sounds so gross. Uh, this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artists, and then we listen to all of their records and we rank them from worst to best. We also give our biggest banger from each of them, maybe a stinker. I don't know. Um, so we do that. And this week we're doing No Doubt. So we are going to rank all six of their records plus two compilations. That's what we're going to do because we can do whatever we want on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're also going to do our. We're going to start with our six degrees of Tom DeLonge, and that's where we connect the artist or band of the week to our boy Tom DeLonge. So while you're listening, because I know you have nothing better to do, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars and five stars only. Go to all the social medias at Asinine Radio. We have a Discord server if you want to join that. Hit us up; we'll send you the link. The uh, phone number to call us if you want to leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. That phone number is 503-893-5307. And if you didn't already know, I am Tyler. And way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. So now that we have that intro out of the way, what do you got for your six degrees of Tom DeLonge? If you even did it. Did you do one? I did two. Oh. Dos. I didn't do one. That means two in Spanish. Okay. So I guess I have to... Well, I just you know, I th- I thought carry that this the load would have been week. fairly easy, so we just we okay. That's what. Go ahead. Well, I kind of wanted to take a, a kind of a, a harder route with my six oh, degrees. Oh, I, I didn't know we were taking harder routes. I thought we were just we were just taking normal routes. I didn't know we were okay, doing well, harder routes. Because I do have two, I did take one easy route and, and a harder route. So, oh, so we'll start with we the are easy doing route. easy routes. Okay, well you just said you're doing harder route, but now we're doing easy route. I, 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 I did, I did one harder route. We did one harder route. I can take the route. Just saying. I did one harder route, but you did zero harder routes. So there's that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with the easy one. We start with pretty much the whole band of No Doubt, besides Gwen Stefani. They were in a band called Dream Car with Davey Havoc. Davey Havoc is in a band called AFI, if you didn't know that. Uh, AFI worked on two of their records. They worked with producer Jerry Finn. Those records were December Underground and Crash Love. Jerry Finn produced a ton of Blink-182 before he died, and uh, Jerry Finn to Blink to our boy Tom DeLonge. So there you go. That was, that, that, was, was that was that was your easy route. That was my easy route. Not like the so massive he, tour that Blink and, and No Doubt did together. That's too. That's way too easy. Oh, well, that, that would that's be the easy route. Easy. I'm just saying, like the, the fucking huge <laughs> tour that they did together. But okay, that's fine. That we went to, that you missed you miss Blink on. Kind of went to, yeah. Yeah, you kind of went to. That was the last time. Um, I did see No Doubt, though. I just you did, Blink. yes. We, we both saw No Doubt together that day. I was really mad, so I didn't couldn't even enjoy it. <laughs> that did suck. That really sucked. Yeah, but anyway. Bullshit. <laughs> so the, the, the more difficult route here. So we start with Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani, 
Uh, she had a song called Rich Girl on her first solo record that featured Eve, rapper Eve. Eve was in the movie Triple X with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel was in the Fast and Furious movies with Paul Walker. Paul yep. Walker was in a movie called Into the Blue with Jessica Alba. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Jessica Alba was in Idle Hands, and our boy Tom DeLonge was in Idle Hands Did, as the drive Blue was so good. I love that movie. I don't remember that movie at all. Oh. I remember the name, but I don't remember. I never. I don't know if I ever saw it. Okay. But was it good though? Well, I would say I would say you should watch it again, but you're like, no, I don't watch anything new. I only watch fucking Sopranos for the forty fifth hundredth time. I don't watch Nathan Fielder's new show. I don't watch Nathan Fielder's new show. I only, I only, there's only one show I don't watch. Just saying, cuck over here. Just saying. Um, all right. So, like I said, we're gonna rank the six no doubt six no doubt albums, and we're going to rank two of their comps. The two comps. Being the uh, what, fuck, what's it called again? Disneyland demos, everything in time. There you go, Disneyland demos and everything in time. Because why not? So let's start with number eight, Jeff. What do you got? Go. What are you pushing and puffing pu- about? Push and shove is my least favorite by by the No Doubts. This their their last album. It was it was uh, it's just a pop album that the band did to pretend they're still a band. It wasn't even a good pop album either. And I, I just didn't really like the melodies. I didn't think anyone brought anything to the music, instrumental-wise. I, I just, I think this is, it's not bad, but I think this is this is just like a throwaway album. Even Gwen singing just didn't really do it for me. And this was released at a time when like Gwen hadn't done a solo record in some time. So it just seems like mm-hmm. an attempt to stay relevant without much thought to quality. So eh, I, don't have a, I don't have a banger. I, I think this is, I, I, even now, like as I'm speaking about this, I don't remember any song from this album. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, my number eight is also Push and Shove, their last record from 2012, I think. Yeah. yeah. Sixth record. Uh, I agree with you. This is, a, this is a pop record, but a pop record that is not catchy really at all. Uh, I feel like everybody phoned it in, and it sucks because we know that every member of this band is very talented. They all know what they're doing. They've, they've obviously shown that they can write really great songs great albums but yeah this is there's nothing there's barely anything here that i remember uh, outside of the, the title song push and shove which was the single i think and then the song sparkle which i which i thought was kind of good it kind of sounded like underneath it all the song underneath it all but outside of that yeah it just it's a pretty mediocre album but it's still good i mean it's not there's nothing bad about it it's just good just good yeah. So that's my number eight. It's fine. So what do you got for number seven? Okay. So my number seven is Disneyland demos, and mm. this is a uh, this is like so as far as album numbers go, this is like point five. This is demos in their early early days, and mm-hmm. I like this a lot. Everything else I like. Everything else I I would I would buy in the vinyls to be honest, and and I we have this on the vinyls, which is super cool and it's a great yeah. variant fucking fantastic packaging i love it i think the album itself is really good and as far as like demos and bootlegs go this sounds better than most demos that you will buy on vinyl like most demos are going to sound like shit oh for sure just like yeah. quality wise this one's better this one sounds better these these songs are definitely in like their beginning stages because these guys are really talented at, at their instruments but this one isn't uh it's it's, it's demos and so I, it's so low because it's just demos and there's not a song on here that I think is just like, holy fuck, I can't believe that. That's so great. 
that's why. But everything on here is at least good to pretty damn good. Okay. So that's why it's so low. But I, I, I do love this. I think it's fantastic. Good, 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 good. So my number seven is also the Disneyland demos. Oh, damn, girl. Uh, yeah. I I mean, obviously, I have this one on vinyl, too. I we, I ended up picking up a copy for each of us at White Rabbit maybe a year ago. Maybe I've never yeah, about seen a year it ago. ever, like in, ever in any record store ever. No one's ever posted it. It popped up. Ever. <laughs> yeah, it popped up in a bunch of record stores here in California or in Southern California, at least. And, uh, and yeah, I was at white rabbit and I grabbed one for myself and I was like, you got any other ones? And he's like, yeah, I got one over here. And he gave it, he gave it to me or whatever. I bought them. And, uh, this is the first time it's ever been pressed. It, it's a, it's a bootleg. It is a bootleg. It's completely unofficial. It's the only time it's ever been pressed. And like you said, it's a really cool variant. It's a, it's a clear variant with like a kind of a black splatter on it. It's really cool. The, the labels are, are, are actually kind of, it's neat because like each side has a different label on the record, which is kind of weird. I've never really seen that with a bootleg. There, there's just a lot of detail in this fucking thing, and it's super rad. Like you said, the artwork, the front artwork is super cool with the Matterhorn. Yeah. You know, and the, the, the old school Disneyland, Disneyland flags. Tram, the flags, the cool. sign. Yeah, this is uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great cover. It's But like you said, it's demos, but it, it's more than just demos because these are songs that these guys were playing for like three or four years. Yeah. Because these songs, these songs are from 1988 to 1991, and their first record came out in 92, and they were playing shows for four years prior to that first record coming out. So it's not like these were just kind of thrown together ideas into a demo. These were songs that were fully fleshed out, and you know, they would play every week, if not more, you know, for four years. So the songs are good, but like you, I don't have a standout because they're all. They're just fun. Like everything about this this compilation is so much fun. But there's maybe Paulina. Paulina is a really that one's that song's actually really good. That song is really good. She's on the but, cover of Fuck Magazine. Paulina. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. But uh, yeah, the Disneyland demos. This is uh this is great. I'm so stoked that we uh, we got a chance to uh, get this on vinyls. So yeah. there you go. My number seven. So okay. what do you got for number okay. six? Go. Uh, everything in time, everything in time. Their their five point five album, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is just a comp of random B sides, demos, covers, whatever. This is uh, it's super fun though. There there's some stuff on here that I could I could definitely do without. Uh, but like overall, it's just fun, no doubt. That's reminiscent of their early days. It but it it doesn't translate well because they're still trying to be pop. And so this isn't like a cohesive album, so it's it's hard to rank it. That's why it's so low. But not that there's anything wrong with that anyway, because because it's disjointed, obviously. But it's still fun, and they pull out all the stops here, and they have a bunch of like guest people on the record, and I don't know, it's fucking dope. And then I will say too that I knew I knew like certified banger that I had not even thought about in many years because when I listen to this record, I only listen to one song really. But new friend, dude fucking banger of a song unreal it had like everything i want from all forms all iterations of no doubt perfect song but obviously oil the world is the best song on this album god damn it's like no song. disrespect to the vandals whatsoever but i'm telling but you're gonna you, disrespect no yes. okay. doubt just does it better they just they fucking do it's they just do it's more fun it's it's more energetic it's it's oh my god it's so good it's perfect it is perfect i don't i it I don't think it's better. I think it's 
they're just so fucking good. Both versions are really, really good. I know, I, I know. It's hard I to know. say one is better than the other. If if I had to pick one, I, I'm picking No Doubt all day long. It's not even a fucking if and or but. I'll tell you that much right now. Because you, you just think you're so it. cool. You just think you're really fucking cool by going. No, you the fucking grain. think you're cool because everybody in the world is is entranced by this TV show, Nathan Fielder's TV show, the rehearsal, and you just won't watch it because oh oh, eh, I don't like I don't like comedy. Oh, I don't like TV. Oh, oh. That's what you do. So you think you're too fucking cool for school? Do you know how? Do you know how you? Do you, do you know how you know your argument is argument is really weak? Is when you bring up something that's completely unrelated to the topic. Dude, I'm still mad about it. I'll tell you that much right now. I don't hear nothing about it. A lot of words. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's the world. I mean, it's their version. Their oh, van. Their version of it is oh, is fantastic. I fucking love the Vandals. I love the Vandals. They should have put the Vandals version on here too. That'd have been cool. But, Why? Um, what? Why would that be like a thing? I don't know. Just like a shout out to their buddies. I mean, shout like to be to fair, the there's band the, who did the, the better I, version. I, I, mm, mm, mm. There'd be a handful of songs on here they could have omitted and, and replaced it with the Vandals version. I've been completely no. Fine that with. you're absolutely right. Yeah. So that was your six. My number six is the same thing. Everything in time. The compilation. Damn, girl. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know if you you mentioned it, but the, these are songs. These are B sides from Return of Saturn and Rocksteady, and Boy to the World is obviously on it. That was really. I think that was the only single from this because they did release it as sing as a single, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. For whatever that's worth, I mean, it's fucking yeah. meaningless. It probably wasn't even their choice anyway. Uh, well, no, I think they had a choice. It's but, not even an album. Um, well, true, but there's who cares? Um, Blink 182's greatest hits was a comp, but there was two singles off of that. Oh, you know, Blink's oh. uh, Mark Tom and Travis show live record, but there was a single off of that. Yeah, so, but these aren't like come on, these are all new songs. It's the same this, thing. this isn't a, this is a, a greatest hits compilation and a B sides compilation are the same thing. Okay, gotcha. Nirvana did it with Incesticide. That was a compilation. They had a now single that off now of that we know now that we know um, you've never listened to Blink or No Doubt. Let's move on. <laughs> Even though I just gave three examples to you, you gave Fucking one. Knucklehead. I you gave, gave three. No, you gave three. one. The two what Blink and the one Nirvana. No, the Blink. The, those those aren't like greatest hits compilations. One's a live album, and one is a greatest hits compilation, which is different than a B sides compilation. Okay, okay. So then, just one then. Nirvana incest. Yes, uh, that's why I said you gave. There one. There you go. God, fucking. Mm. Well, just saying. <sighs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Um, my uh, there there were some bad songs on this one though on this comp there were some shit songs that yeah. I couldn't even get through I just completely skipped just terrible pop ballads, um but my favorite song was the first song the opener big distraction kind of a faster song wow the uh, the drums sounded like Lars Ulrich's drums on Saint Anger, but it was it was nice it wasn't obnoxious like Lars Lars is just obnoxious, and those songs in Saint Anger suck but this song was great, um. Just the, the bass cut through so nice. It was super catchy. I, I immediately playlisted it. Like when this song was playing, I was like, dude, I, I just, I couldn't, this is the first thing I listened to on my listen through this week of No Doubt was this compilation. And I was just like, we're in for a good week, baby. Great week. <laughs> and for the most part, I was right. It was a great week. It was a good but, week. Yeah, big distraction. Great, great song. Great opener, opener to this comp. So that's my six. Everything in time. So what do you got for number five? All right. Here's here's where it gets a little hairy. Here's where it gets a little okay. little, little little crispy. Little crispy critters here. My my next one is Beacon Street. 
the Beacon Ooh. Street Collection. This is their uh, second album, 95. Honestly, this mm-hmm. is just a placeholder for me. It's not quite as strong melody-wise as Tragic Kingdom, right? It's not as raw and endearing as like their self-titled album. It's 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 better than than their self-titled because they're better musicians. They're writing better songs, but it's not Tragic Kingdom better. So True. it's just in the middle, and I just I didn't have anywhere else to put this. I didn't I didn't. Huh. I don't know. I really like this a lot. I just don't think it's better than Tragic or their first, and it's not as as unique and different as as another two on my top five or four but it's it's fine i I have nothing i have nothing bad to say about that i think it's great i think it's amazing i i think these songs are more meaningful than their first album because like i said they're getting better musicians they're getting they're they're getting better at their instruments now i think gabe mcnair is now like the full-time member as as, as a trombonist Tromboner. I thought he joined in maybe 97. Maybe he joined in 95. I don't know. Because he's like their tromboner at this point, and he's, he's yeah. full-time. So, so I don't know. I, like this is, this is a better representation of No Doubt than No Doubt's No Doubt is. But there's just something about Agreed. No Doubt's No Doubt that just, it gets me. Like a bunch of kids having a good time. Um, obviously, like Bradley Knowles on here, and that song Total Hate, it's so goddamn good. It's such a oh, fantastic it's song. It's so cool. But I think like the last two songs, Squeal and Doghouse, I think, I don't know, that that, that like one-two punch. And the fact that like, those are like old-ass songs for them to kind of like mm-hmm. come back and, and, and revisit them a little bit, I think that's really cool. I think overall this album is just very, very endearing. It, it's very nice. It's very cute. It is. <laughs> I do want on the All vinyls. Right. I'll, I'll fucking buy it in a heartbeat. I know. And they d- it's not on vinyl. It's never been placed. I know. I'll tell you that much right now. I don't hear nothing about it. I'll tell you that. That's a lot of words again. But that's fine. My uh, my number five is <laughs> my number five is Return of Saturn, their oh. fourth record. I know, I know. I haven't I haven't listened to this re- prior to this week. I didn't listen to this record. I don't know, maybe in almost fifteen years. It's been so Damn. fucking long. I know, I know. Okay. But uh, it was better than I was expecting. I was expecting just a lot of pop trash. Um, but there were some really great moments. They still had some of the sky elements here and there. There's definitely some heavier moments. I think outside of Total Hate, the heaviest song is on this record, and that's Ex-Girlfriend. And that's my banger. Oof. Ex-Girlfriend is the heaviest song they've ever they've ever put out. I think. I love Ex-Girlfriend. I think it's such a fucking banger of a song. Just that, it's so that, good. that acoustic guitar, that bam, 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 bam. Yeah, it's just, oh my God, it just drives so fast. And then in that bridge too, when Tony is just ripping it up on the bass and then like Gwen's like making these like barking sounds. Like, what the fuck are you doing? It makes no sense. It's it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. I love, love that song. Um but I mean, yeah, this this album does have more ballads than Tragic Kingdom did, um, and I would I don't want to say that they're forgettable, but I don't really mind skipping them. I don't remember what songs they are right now, but there are some songs that are kind of skippable. But That's overall, fine. it's um it's great. So I don't know, Return of Saturn, my number five. What do you got for okay. number? Four? Would you Would you buy it on the vinyls? I'd get it on vinyl if it was like if I saw it for like fifteen bucks. Okay. That's I get it, or three bucks. I don't know. I was I was just like I was gonna say. Usually, you fucking if it was a nickel, I'd buy it. I mean, Wait, have they pressed Return of Saturn? Like I don't think they. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, on my, it's been on my want list for a long time, too. It's always like 40, 50 bucks. Ah, see, that's that's not worth it. But if I saw it for like 40 bucks at like Nichols, I'd, I'd buy it. But like just really? buying, yeah, paying that much money on Discogs, just, I don't, I just don't like doing it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, I would, for sure. Okay. So what do you got for number four? Number four is our album of the week, Rocksteady and Bebop. All right. All right, my number four is also Rocksteady. So let's move on to our number threes. So what number do you have for threes, number threes? Three for me. Return of Saturn, their fourth album from the year 2000. You know, there's some really deep cuts on here that were like really dope. And aside from the singles, like the album shows some pretty deep maturity for the band. Coming off a of mm-hmm. Tragic Kingdom, like what are you going to fucking do after Tragic Kingdom? Come on. Yeah, you you, need to, it's like, hard to follow up that. You either need to like be exponentially better than that, which those are big shoes to fill, or you need to like completely reinvent yourself and do something different. Otherwise, you're just doing a follow up to Tragic Kingdom and nobody's gonna give a shit about it. So it's it's very very difficult to do so. They didn't do any of those things, but that doesn't mean mm-hmm. this is not a great album because I still think this is a great album, and and they're keeping the feel of everything they've done. But they're also kind of like writing songs in the complexity of Tragic Kingdom because there is a lot of complexity in Tragic Kingdom. But God, I enjoy this album a lot, and this is an album that I go back to more often. I guess because like especially the vinyls, though that's not fair. I would say this, I go back to this the most because I don't have it on the vinyls. So when I'm driving in my car, I listen to this. But uh, I don't know. That's why I listen to it a lot. So I, I do you, know these songs more. Listen to this record. Yeah, oh, I'll throw okay. this on for sure. Or this, yeah, this whole album I'll throw on for sure. For sure. Well, okay. Because uh, I like it. I like it a lot. And I think, I see Bathwater is like one of my favorite No Doubt songs. I think Bathwater is, is probably like, I would say a, probably a top five No Doubt song for me. I think that is just absolutely love, unfucking real. I love Bathwater. And it's on my bum, drum playlist. Bum, 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 bum. Damn, dude, that song is so good. Just the way it picks up, too. It's like it's, the, the melody just scoops everybody up and just like, let's go. Yeah. We're going. Let's do it. I just, I love it. I think this album's great. I think the cover art's great. I think everything about it's great. I think it's great that they can like release an album what, five years later, but they can release an album following Tragic Kingdom, and everyone's kind of like, what are they going to do next? And then it's like, fuck you. We're just going to do what we like. And yeah, compared to Tragic Kingdom, this is vanilla. This is boring. This is whatever. But who gives a shit? It's good. But, okay, so, so this is around the time where I was really getting into MTV, I, I think I'm pretty sure you were too. And I remember when the lead up to this album coming out and, and, and Return of Saturn coming out, or, and when it did come out, um, the videos were, were everywhere, especially for Ex-Girlfriend and especially yeah. underneath it all. They, I mean, they were on MTV and VH1 too, like like every hour, both of those videos. But then reading more about it, according to Wikipedia, the critical reception and 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 how popular this album was wasn't as nearly as much as Tragic Kingdom, which I understand, but I just remember it being on rotation for like over a year. Those two videos, constantly, and on um, K Rock as well, local rock radio station out here. So I, I just I don't know like was Tragic Kingdom that Kingdom that much bigger to where they can say that the the underneath it all and and ex girlfriend were not very popular. I don't. Just, I think that didn't really make any sense. So like I I think people slept on Tragic Kingdom. I think Tragic Kingdom came out by by our third wave ska band from Orange County, the female singer, who gives a fuck, right? Nobody gives a shit, who cares? And then it came it comes out and it's like, wow, this is actually really fucking good. And it starts selling 
and then start selling millions and then start selling millions and millions. And so then everyone's kind of like, oh, fuck, we slept on this thing years later. So when Return of Saturn comes out, it's, it's, now getting, it's now getting a lot of play. It's getting pushed hard. But that doesn't make sense in regards to K-Rock, though, because K-Rock it, it was, was, was great about showcasing local talent. So that's, that's weird that maybe, I don't know. I feel like K-Rock would have played Tragic Kingdom songs just as much as well, they would they Return did. of Saturn. They did, but I just remember them playing a shit ton of Return of Saturn stuff, too. But like Back simple then. kind of life, ex girlfriend, bathwater, new. The four singles. I mean, those are dude. Those I are just say underneath bangers. it all, I meant simple kind of life. I, I'm sorry, I meant simple kind of life. Yeah, no, I got you. That's fine. But it's he's but. I, I know it's not the same song, but it's the same style. It's okay. kind of the, the well, slower, kind of more it, ballad song. Yeah, it's sung single, by by. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it's in a band sung by a girl. I got you. I got you. Um, oh so. God. I don't a know. Maybe, single, you know what I'm trying to say. You dumb <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just because because people did sleep on on Tragic Kingdom. Honestly, they fucking did. People thought that it was just gonna be a throwaway band because Third Wave Scott. Like, who gives a shit about Third Wave Scott? It's so regional, nobody cares. Sublime barely then, made it out alive. Maybe, maybe that's kind of what what I'm thinking now that I'm really thinking in my mind about it. Because no doubt is regional. They're from Anaheim here, where we're from. They're L.A. L.A. Metropo- metropolitan area. Maybe K-Rock was just playing a shit ton of Tragic Kingdom stuff, but the rest of the country wasn't. So maybe just maybe looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. Maybe the country as a whole wasn't doing it, but SoCal was. I don't know. And I, I, and I honestly think, I think like, which I don't think she did it to be this, but the whole concept of sex sells in music and especially music videos and that's that's mm. one reason like why we love Gwen is because she's been doing this fucking since day one, and it's not like she's doing yeah. it to be sexy. This is just how she dressed. This is what she this is the clothes she wore, but mm-hmm. but you know to people outside of the beautiful state of the time of California and the great weather of Southern California, it's like oh my god that's <laughs> fucking crazy. All those you know suits up in I don't know the bullshit states like Minnesota and North Dakota. Who gives a fuck about that those states right? But I don't wear shorts all year long. Who cares? Lound? So, all, all year lound? All year, all year lound. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of... A lot of uh, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I don't know either. I don't know, man. I don't know, Jerry. I don't know, I don't know Jerry. All right, what's so let's your, move on. Yeah, what's your what, three? Oh, my three is No Doubts, No Doubt. Debut record, first record from 1992. Beacon Street is number two, huh? Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I There was a... Big surprise. <laughs> no, it's stupid. You're not, you, I, I know you're stupid, but you're not that stupid. I told you earlier this week you're going to be surprised by yeah, the rankings. I, I, I think you're just. I think you're just building suspense to uh, to try and try and get me, but I don't get got, so that's fine. Okay, that's wrong. All right, so yeah, no doubts, no doubt is my my third my third banger or my third favorite no doubt record, and uh, this is just straight up fun ska music. There's nothing heavy about this. It's kind of circusy at moments. It just sounds like every member is just having the time of their life, not a care in the world. They were just—I don't even think it, it kind of seemed like they didn't even care if they they were they were successful. Like this is this is it for them. It was, it's so carefree, and I, I just I think that's so rad. And I know Eric Stefani, Gwen's brother, wrote like pretty much this entire record, um, but. I don't know. It's just, I don't know why I brought that up. It doesn't matter. It's just, this record is so, it's just so, so fucking good. And I love it. Trapped in a box. 
is my banger. Trapped in a Box is the best so No Doubt record. It is, or no, I mean, No Doubt song, yeah. It's, you think that's your best song ever? It's their best song, yeah. Oh, Trapped yeah, in a dude. Box? What? Trapped in a Box. That that little guitar lick, her voice, the way... Yes, the, the way she kind of like, you know, does that thing with the the fluctuation, or not fluctuation, wow. the, the, the thing with her voice that she does, it's... It's so, oh my God, the song blows me away every time I hear it. Okay. Like, how can you be, how can you write a song that good on your first record? Like a song like that, I, it, not only is it good, but it's just so unique. There's nothing that sounds like it at this point. No ska song sounds like that. No. Not a single one. Even yeah. since then, there's no ska song that sounds like that. It's very it's fucking weird. It's for sure a it's weird sounding song. It's such a unique song. song. Uh, and then the video, did you watch the video? I've seen the video before, yeah. I watched most of their videos this week and the video, it just, it was so cool because it was something straight out of the nineties. I, it just, it made me nostalgic for something that I never experienced in my life. And I love when videos do that. It's cause they're fucking, it was, it was it's, 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 it's bootleg and it's because their, their record label gave yeah. them no money. Yeah. They didn't support them at all on this record, but it's great, man. It Buttons. is great. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, No Doubts, No Doubt is my number three. So what do you got for number two? Uh, no Doubts, No Doubt. Their first album, 92. There's just, dude, there's just so much personality with this one. It's, it's got the feeling of a young band throwing together their first album and having a blast doing it. But then also, like, you can hear these beginnings of, of wow, like, this, these guys are actually really, really talented. Let's see where they go next. Gwen's vocals are, are still developing but like they're still mm-hmm. great. You can you again. You can still hear that those beginning stages of what she'll do, like in her pop realm, where she just fucking slays. And and I just I think everybody's putting a lot of effort into their parts. And sometimes they're not as smooth as they'll become on like Tragic Kingdom. But that's the point. They're new. This is their first album. Yeah. They got no money for this. They got no support. They had a guy, one of their band members, like commit suicide before one of their first shows for for putting on a show to like record execs. So it was just yeah, John Spence. It was just like, man, this is just a, a bunch of kids having a fucking good time. And they've already been doing this for, like you said, four years. So, I Yeah, for know. a while. This is a big that, album. It translates on this record, too, because th- this rec- you could tell this record was made for a live venue, for a live audience, or for an audience. Like, it wasn't meant... They, it's not like they went into a recording studio and wrote in a studio. You could tell this stuff has all been fleshed out live and created live and it was probably honestly they probably performed this entire record to tape live as well like all in the same room to save cost yeah so, and i love that i think it's just it gives the it gives this record so much character yeah I, I i agree though like I, I do love paulina a lot i think paulina is so catchy and it's so stupid it's so yeah. corny it's so pop. It's it's just it's a joke song, but it's so good. But trapped in a it box. Is. It's it's so different than anything they've ever done, even up until yeah, this point. N- right now, nothing sounds like it. It's fucking so weird. I would say and, trapped in a yeah, box is probably a top five for me, for no doubt. Oh yeah, it has to be. And and the lyrics were uh, written by Tom. They were based off of a, a a poem that he had written that they kind of Eric and Gwen had kind of you know made into a song, which I thought was really cool. Because Tom did, has like nothing to do with the lyrics, ever. I mean, yeah. Tom, as far as like music is concerned, it's usually at, at a certain point it would be Stefani and then or Gwen and then Tony, and, and then before Tony. that it was Eric. Yeah, Eric pretty much did everything on 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 this record, Beacon Street, and then he did quite a bit on Tragic Kingdom as well. 
Yeah. Tragic Kingdom was when he was transitioning to teaching Gwen how to be better. Yeah. Rather but he than still had, doing it himself. Yeah. And he still had writing credits on, I think, over half the songs. Yeah. And I think two of the songs on Tragic Kingdom were solely his songs. He had written, he has sole songwriting credit on those. But I, 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 I think neat. that was that, that was the first time that, that he was helping her be better because he didn't want to do it anymore. And so mm-hmm. we, we now see like a guy that is that is essentially like the front man of this band because yeah, he wrote like this band would be nothing without Eric Stefani. Just straight up. They would be no. nothing. No. And so now now he doesn't want to do this anymore, but he sees potential. He sees that they're all really, really talented musicians. And now he's teaching his sister to be a better songwriter. And that's what we see with Tragic Kingdom. And that's why it's uh it's so good. But go ahead. What's your uh, what's your number two? It is. My number two. The Beacon Street Collection. This one, yeah, I know. This one surprised me. I, I never. I've always liked it, but I never knew I liked it this much. Yeah, and that's really high. I couldn't believe that because I've always really stood by No Doubts, No Doubt. I've always loved that record. Uh, but Beacon Street, there was something about it. It has a has more of a raw edge to it. It's faster. It's more punk based, heavier guitars. But that that ska is still there. That the, those melodies and goofiness is still there. But there's there's that that rough that roughness to it and then i fucking loved it and okay. the album artwork is so stupid it's so cool i love oh, it that's so terrible i love it too the blue and the yellow <laughs> just they match the so the well yellow. and the bird the guy eating the bird what the fuck <laughs> are you doing it's so it's so strange but um total hate totally 95 the best song um the original version too you know from when uh you know back in 1988 or 87 whenever this first when it was first written, that version's really rad too. Um, but yeah, this is that's the best song for sure on the record because I mean it's Bradley, Bradley, and No Doubt. Like Bradley could have been a permanent mem- member of No Doubt, and they, they could have been unstoppable. Can you imagine a band with Bradley Dude, and No Doubt? I'd fucking I, die. <laughs> I don't want to say, it, but I. Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Do, do when I hear like Gwen and, and Bradley sing together, like live stuff, and and and, and here, it's just like this. This is this is this is just like perfect proof that that not like anything like sexual or or they want to like be with each other. It's just such perfect chemistry, perfect chemistry. Oh, not yeah. just like in the music, but just like who they are, how they grew up, just like instantaneous best friends, just straight up Mark yeah. and Tom. Mm. <laughs> mm. God, and we only got two songs with them. Only two I know. songs. We so good. Got goosebumps yeah, but right Beacon, now. Be- Beacon Street Collection. Um, I wish it was on, I wish this was on vinyl, and I don't know why I never really got into it as much as I did this week. I listened to this record twice this week, and I just I, I had so much fun. Like it, it's just as fun as No Doubts, No Doubt, but it's just a little bit better. Just just a little bit, not much. Just a little bit. So. Uh, okay, what's your number one then? Tragic, uh, it's, Tragic yeah, Kingdom. It's Tragic Kingdom. I mean, like there was no surprise that Tragic Kingdom is going to be the number one when we did this, and that's that's not what, like why we're doing this. But I mean, this is their best. Like, come on, that's silly boy talk. Everything on here is perfect. Yeah. Everyone's writing great melodies. Gwen is now finally coming into her own. She's coming into her role as just the perfect frontman. She's great, but it's also well rounded with aggressive stuff, with sappy stuff, with semi like complex stuffs. And what really surprised me this week was was Eric's parts. I've just I've mm-hmm. never I've never focused on his piano playing here, but like 
like you were saying, when he 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 wrote some songs all by himself, that it, he is the sole songwriting credit. But the climb, the climb has mm-hmm. some like really rad keyboard parts where a bass would slide, <laughs> but you get a keyboard, right? And you hear him do that yeah. in the climb, like that was fucking cool. And I've, I've I've never heard that until this week, and so I listened to it again this week. I listened to it once on the vinyls, and then once again at the record store. I was like, okay, I'm really gonna focus this listen on the piano. And fuck me, man. He slays. He absolutely I done slays that. I've on never this done one. That. I didn't do it until this week either. I'm telling Shit. you, man. I could not fucking believe how 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 much he had to do. Especially the songs that he co he wrote for himself, like The Climb and then the last song, Tragic Kingdom. Man, yeah. there are some great, great piano parts. Fuck yeah. Thumbs I, up. I gotta I'm listen doing, to it again. Thumbs up. But uh <laughs> I don't know. Nostalgia aside, I also just think this like represents so much more than just a than a regional sound. But it's like a statement for for any like female punk rocker and, and anyone in general who just wants to to own their image regardless of like societal standards. It's it's just it's like a big like fuck you. Here is us. Because remember the cover that bright red like dress and everybody else is in the background and she's yeah. up front. It's like sexy, but it's not kind of sexy. It's it's. It's just—it's something else. It's I know weird. what you're talking about. Yeah, it's so fucking bizarre. Yeah. It's so weird. Like they—they're not—they're not pushing Gwen as this platinum blonde, sexy thing in the front, but they also still kind of are. So there's—I mm-hmm. I don't know. It's fucking weird. I love it. I love Gwen so much. But Sunday morning, dude. Sunday morning is my favorite, no doubt song. It is a—it is a beyond banger. It is—it is—it is. God damn it. it! It may even be like a top ten fucking maybe fifteen song of all time for me. It is. It is just an unbelievable that's, song. That's I love it so much. Statement. I love that song so much. I think from this is one of the earliest records that I ever got. I guess I'll talk about that in my my origin story. But yeah, that's what I got. Okay. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Bada bing, bada boom. Oh, bada bing, bada boom. Uh, yeah. So, Tragic Kingdom is also my one B, obviously, and um. Uh oh, I want oh yeah. I mean, I agree with everything that that you said, but I wanted to touch upon the um. The cover art again, real quick on this one. The uh, so so Gwen obviously is in is in the for is in the for the foreground or the forefront, whatever. And then the band is is behind her, like next to a tree. But then, Eric, by the time the album was recorded, Eric had said, "I'm done with the band. I'm out. I'm gonna go work on the Simpsons. That's it. That's all." But then Gwen really like you know really wanted him to be on the album cover and this and that. So she finally convinced him to be on the album cover. And if you notice, he is there, but he's behind. Tony, Adrian, and Tom, and he's standing next to the tree, and he's not looking at the camera like everybody else is. Yeah. He's looking away to the side, and I just love the just like the significance of that picture of one guy leaving the band, the, the founder of the band, leaving his essentially like leaving his his students behind, like not oh, not behind, so but good. just leaving them to do their own thing and just move on without him. Just the the significance of that cover is just so. It's so important. It's so strong. It's a good I, cover, I man. It. It's such a it's good a cover. It's a fucking amazing cover. Yeah, I, I, I think that that is so cool. It's so awesome. But you could do like an episode music just on the cover. Just, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. The rotten oranges. The fact that the tree's got like nothing on it. It's in bloom. It's in like fall season, but there's really no seasons in Southern California. So that's weird. <laughs> We're not even doing Tragic Kingdom this week. I know. That's weird. um. Have we done Tragic on the new format? I think we have. I'm sure we have. We had to have. I hope we have. I don't know. I, I know we've done it once before, but it might have been in the old format. But our forgotten episode, lost episode. But um, yeah, my, my, my banger off of this one is also Sunday morning. This is this is my 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 second favorite 
uh, No Doubt song, After Trapped in a Box. Sunday Morning, I think this is Adrian's best drum performance. Oh, it's so Not good. because it's technically the best, but just the songwriting part. The songwriting aspect of his drum performance, I think, is the best thing ever he's ever done. The drum tone on this entire record, and specifically that song, oh my God, dude, that snare. I'm, I'm a sucker for the snare. I'm a sucker for the snare. And that is like a perfect snare sound right there. Dude puts on um, so many different sounds on his snare too throughout the, the the no doubt career. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. And um but yeah, no, Tragic Kingdom is truly it's a classic, man. It's a fucking classic. You can't beat it. So um yeah, that's, that's my that's my one that's my favorite uh no doubt album. And um I don't know. We're gonna be getting into rock steady, so uh, that should be interesting. Feeling Definitely be interesting. So just keep on dancing. That was hella good Sunday morning. <laughs> I know I was gonna say that didn't sound anything like hella good. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to embarrass you oh, and call so you out good. on it. <laughs> that was so good. That was hella good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's all we got for this episode. Stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into No Doubt and their album uh, Rocksteady. So that's it. That's all.